0: Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Stephen. And I'm Sabrina. Welcome to 2022, y'all. You made it. Never could have made it. <laughs> <laughs> Never could have made it. Welcome to the future. That's <laughs> heartfelt. Wow, that was very heartfelt. I was thinking about the brunchers when I was saying it. <laughs> I had my eyes closed. Like, I really was thinking about. I don't know what I was thinking about.
1: I was thinking about my nails, but, um, you know, know, when, um, Beyonce, like, uh, (laughs) on Christmas when she like, uh, the tree fell
0: and then she like looked at her nails, that was me. (laughs) 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 I was actually moisturizing my hands the whole time we were doing it. Like, there's nothing that makes me feel better than just make, getting into those knuckles, you know? Like, you know, when they're real ashy and you just put that lotion on and really beautiful it's that season where no matter what mm-hmm. like your hands just gonna be ashy exactly we hate,
1: hate that. it we hate that for you um how yeah. celebrities
0: don't be having ashy hands bro like what do they be doing
1: um hella moisturizer i feel like that don't uh, i
0: don't know maybe i'm just very and ashy. also
1: a lot of people like if you don't realize that a lot of times celebrities don't Go outside like that. Like they're in a car. They like get shipped to somewhere. Like they don't be like really out here. In the elements.
0: But neither do I. I be in, ho- in the house. It's just something happened. Like I feel like in the wintertime, all the air is dry. Like the air is just so dry. Like my hair is dry, my skin dry. I'm not mm-hmm. even outside like that. Yeah, the weather outside is frightful. But inside, <laughs> it's so delightful. <laughs> Truly. But yeah, welcome to 2022 what's up y'all um how you doing like how you feeling i'm doing ha ha that's how i feel <laughs> point and snap ha ha <laughs> how about you <laughs> feeling better man because i was sick as
1: hell i'm feeling better now you sweat now yeah i was sick too i prevailed
0: i came i rose like a phoenix from the ashes and you know, sorry for not being here those last two episodes because we were both like back to back, like <laughs> sick back yeah. to back, like it was, it was just crazy. It was, it was bad, John. Bad like, we both was like, hello, like that episode of SpongeBob <laughs> when he had the suds. That was both of us, yeah. That's really how I felt. It was not, it was not good. Everybody, I can't, I can't confirm if I had like omicron but i really my gut is telling me i may have yikes only because of the night sweat joints i never experienced that until like this sickness where i'm like yo why am i so sweaty that's happened to me before yeah but you know i'll be sweating yeah like i'm just it's how everybody knows this about me like i get like a little misty, you know, like a little damp glisten. I don't sweat for real. So the fact that I was like in the bed sweating, but I was also kind of cold and at nighttime I couldn't sleep. I'm like, uh-uh, this is turd.
1: Yeah, I uh yeah, that didn't happen to me this time. Um I just was nauseous and I was just like Grr. but yeah. then
0: it passed. I couldn't get tested, but it don't matter because I was isolating regardless. Um but I got the vacuum. So regardless of if this was a really really bad cold, or actually, you know, Omicron, I feel thankful that it wasn't whatever it was. It passed.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's that reminds me. I need to get my booster.
0: Yeah, getting that joint asap. I had it scheduled, but got sick. Anyway yeah that man. was us we're back we're better we're moving into you know phase four because it's that new year it's 2022 and new year mean new goals so it's black girl brunch tradition at this point to start our first phase four of the year off with our goals coming back at you um so <laughs> so here's a few of
1: my goals for 2022 write more i write sabria you need to write more get into it crack open that laptop write there um my other goal is to watch more movies. Um, if you don't follow me on Twitter or social media, you know that I started last year. Last year is in 2020. I started doing a movie countdown around Halloween. And then I started, and then this year I did, um, I did it for Valentine's Day. I did it for like major holidays. That's what I did it for. So this year I'm going to do it for every month. Ooh. um uh yeah i'm gonna do it for every month um for major holidays or like if the month doesn't have a major holiday i will think of something um like for instance uh for january i'm doing coming of age because um i found out about this holiday that happens on january 10th of this year in japan called coming of age day and also it made sense to me because like it's a new year like you are you know i felt like coming of age is perfect for the new year i agree that's really um, cool. so that's what i'm starting i'm watching a movie every day um for january um so i want to watch i want to be real well versed in cinema um because it's something that i love so i feel like i should definitely watch more movies to get my uh film literacy up if that makes sense um my other goal I saw a post where this girl says she read 40 books last year and my goal is to finish at least 10 books I have so many books literally I have my um computer and my mic on books right now like I have so like my bookshelf for my tv stand is a bookshelf and I have so many books and so many to finish so I want to be kind and generous to myself so I'm going to say at least ten.
0: Yeah, and don't f- forget about them
1: audiobooks. I know. I always forget about audiobooks. Because like, you've all them credit- credits on Audible. I do have all those credits on Audible. But some of the books that I have are not on Audible.
0: Oh, okay. Well, um, and I those... really
1: want to finish the books that I have. I hate that, though. That the books that I have aren't on Audible. I
0: know. It's, it's annoying. I'm so, like, most of the books that I um haven't finished, I have downloaded the Audible. Some mm. books, I just want the paperback anyway, and I, you know, but I be, I I do love hearing stories, so I like Audible. It's just, I never, it's so hard to find time, but when it's a goal, you can make it, like, intentional, and there's some, like, it's still some, like, intimacy to just um actual book like holding a book yeah because i did it i I did it um
1: i would read books on my commute when i was um working at the mall like i finished like four books um while working a full-time job so i'm like oh i can't (laughs) like just do it again um also my last goal is less talk more doing i feel like that's self-explanatory um i just want to do stuff more instead of talking about it
0: simple I as totally it feel you. it's to the point where it's like i you know how some people it's kind of like goes along with something that i was on my list too but you know how some people you feel like they're withholding their goals to kind of like try to show people something like oh watch this it's mm-hmm. really sometimes for you when you save your energy talking and you just go do something you know exactly yep so that's what it is for ah. me Is okay. that four Yep, yeah, that was four I always forget that. Like, it always sounds like three to me. Yours, it becomes so phase. <laughs> no, it was four. Okay. So, the first thing for me is sugar. Like, I'm, I'm in, I'm at war <laughs> with sugar. Like, I really am. Um, but I also I understand that. Like, I will get to a point where I master sugar. Like, I always do this. I like make a mountain out of a molehill with certain things and like veganism felt so impossible for me but then I did it and it was like nothing and then last year I kind of got the ball rolling with like only doing sugar during the weekends and like only allowing myself like natural sugars and now I cannot drink sugar in my coffee like at the beginning of last year I was like a Vanilla latte, girl, like it always has to have some type of vanilla, caramel, but now I'm really at a point where I'm like, just put a little almond milk in there and I'm good. Like, that's a good taste for me. I don't put it in my tea anymore some things are so sweet to the point where I'm like, that was enjoyable, but that just felt irresponsible. I was like baking, <laughs> making that buttercream frosting for the bake-off. And now I'm at a point with sugar where I'm like, this is a lot. Like, this is a lot of sugar for like one cupcake or something. So I'm like, I'm, I I'm, think like I broke the mental window of like being conscious of sugar and how much I eat. Like, But I just have to get better. I do. Because even still, I'm a sugar maniac. I still eat too much. It's just not good for me. So I have to stop it. And my glucose level, my blood was high. That's the only wow. glucose high, iron low. And I'm like, oh, we got to reverse those. Um, Next, kind of what you were saying, starting projects that I've been thinking about. Like, you know, it's okay to, to dream and have goals and stuff like that. But I think that it comes to a point in time where you know when it's time to actually get the ball rolling and start doing the thing. Like it it was years before we had a podcast that I wanted to do something with Sabria, but when it was the time we just shut the fuck up and got it done. And I feel like right now is the time to execute a lot of creative projects that I've kind of started, but then abandoned or, you know, kind of thought about and got really invested in, but then wasn't able to complete it and just being kind to myself and realizing that that wasn't the right timing timing is really intentional now is the right timing um realizing some common mistakes in the past like biting off 30 different projects like this is a year where I'm just like I I can do all of this but not at once like this is a year I have to prioritize my goals and really think about it so I want to really you know I, i prioritize like certain projects and like I've committed time every week like I have to I have to do it Mm -hmm. like I just have to do it. I cannot run away from the work I'm old enough to know that results are not in hoping it's in the work so like I have to you know just pull back from some shit that's time wasting and pour into myself in the ways that I want to grow Um, keeping my place super neat is really important to me. Um, so I moved into an apartment where I'm used to having a lot of space in my room. Like my old place, it had some crazy stories, but it had a lot of space, a lot of storage. Like I never was running out of space for stuff. Like my room was really, really a decent size. And now my joint is a box and I, I have a direct link to my mental health and my room. And like, It's just wild. Also, cleaning has become one of those things that is kind of therapeutic for me, Mm -hmm. like literally just putting things in order and just having that time. It's like kind of similar to meditation or a mindfulness mindfulness exercise, because you kind of have to focus on just the cleaning thing when you're doing it. So I've been I've been fine enjoying it, and I just want to be that person that likes to clean. I do. I want to be her. So bad. I aspire to be her because those people, their homes be so comfortable. Be in impeccable shape. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm trying. Uh, And I also, finally, this is going to be challenging, but I do want to find safe ways to go outside more. Like, of course, you know, with everything that's going on, it's very challenging to feel like there is a safe way to go outside. Um, There's a safe way to see your loved ones, but I really want to start uh, making it just an intention to like go to a library or go to a museum masked up or find safe ways for me to do things um, because I can be a bit of a hermit. And I think that it is a, a security thing. Like I always feel so safe at home and I, nothing can happen to me here. And this is just a place where I can relax and not be bothered. But I also have faith that like, that's not the only thing waiting outside for me is stress, bo- bo- bother, and danger. Cause that's also not going to get me to like my goals. You know? Mm-hmm. So I just, I want to step outside my comfort zone more. And to me, for me, that has to be going outside and, and finding Ways to connect outside of my home, like I have to do that. So, um, yeah, the challenge is again finding out a way to do that safely and not and not outside because it is winter right now in Philadelphia. Huh. Like usually, like. I, in, the, in the summertime, you just catch me in the park for three, four hours at a time, sitting on the bench, like yoga, like just doing little things like that. But, you know, wintertime is damn near impossible to do. It's, it's like so hard. Like, you true can't true just, true. I don't know. It's just, I got to find a way. Cool. So, yeah, those are my four. Uh, and let us know what are your four? Absolutely. Let us know. So, Toast Forces this week we want to toast to our friend black girl brunch listener jerome because he started his own podcast called gather them podcast <laughs> that name is so funny yes he is one of the funniest people um you know like me and sabria send his tweets back and forth to each other all day <laughs>
1: Literally, just it's so funny, and don't even try to be like so unintentionally funny. It's funny, man, and I'm so proud of I'm so proud of him because it came out of nowhere as well. It came out of nowhere; it was such a pleasant surprise, and I'm just happy and I'm always proud when of people when they um like just do stuff like that
0: I didn't even know they were working on. Yeah, that should be crazy. Like, when people just be like, I want to do this and actually don't, I'm not running it by nobody. I'm just going to start it. Yeah, because he didn't even ask, did he ask you anything about podcasts? No. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, okay, so Jerome, you can like find them on Gather Them Hot on Instagram, but Jerome has, uh, is an ex-therapist. Okay, so listen, y'all. You can literally l- send listener letters in and get advice from an ex-therapist. You ain't got to get no knockoff therapist like me and Sabrina. <laughs> we just hood therapists. We just be out here trying to tell you what we know, you know. But this is a licensed professional. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or an ex-therapist, though. You know, yeah. keep that in mind. But still, get into yeah. Get into it all right (laughs) sorry i just i'm in i'm gonna be in my cousin's wedding and she just sent me a link to a video (laughs) and says learn please and it's a a dance routine and i'm like oh god (laughs) i shouldn't know i'm excited whatever this dance routine is i'm I'm damn i'm willing to learn (laughs) i'm not um (laughs) i'm not surprised yeah, I'm scared though. I bet you she gonna like, so you sit in a chair, you move the chair through your legs, and it's like baby. Yeah, I feel like she will definitely yeah. Let me like- let me uh get on this no sugar kick because apparently I got a <laughs> um I got a performance to get ready for. Um so our our girl, this is a serious moment, and we want to do a pray for her, sis. We just want to take a moment to say rest in peace to Betty White, who passed away on on New Year's Eve like, what, 17 days shy of her, um, mm-hmm. January 17th birthday, so. When she turned 100. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace to, to her. Just a real one. Like, I really feel like she probably was the most white person in the country. She really was. She, she was hilarious. So funny. Um, but yeah, so art loved her Betty White. Like, she lived an amazing life. Um, and let's get into TV dinner. Okay. <laughs> finale of insecure
1: <laughs> yes i can't believe it like um we did it kids um it's done we rode this whole course. um i was 17 when this show started <laughs> now i'm 46 it's like you know <laughs> oh, oh <my>. how time <laughs> flies you know but anyway, um, yeah, so insecure ended. It still don't feel real. It was so weird um this Sunday not watching um it. I was just like, oh, like, <laughs> this is it. But yeah, so Insecure ended. Um it was uh so thoughts. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. Um so let me I hate to say that people win that I don't
0: like. I I will say that this finale took me... I agree. Well, let's start there. I agree and, like, I I felt two ways. I felt like you in a sense of, like, some people will get the wrong message from this. (laughs) I mean, yeah I, overall i thought this i like it, the ending was like i was good with it i saw it was a lot of happy moments that i really enjoyed but as soon as i saw like the ending spoiler alert uh Lawrence and Issa, you know are together they have a blended family they got his son um and Issa comes in and like it's it's it shows you that like it should be doable if you really love a person and you want to find out and you want to figure it out, that is entirely your Mm -hmm. business. And what don't look good for me and Sabria, which we don't look good for us, could actually really work good for you. And you have to be honest with yourself in your relationships and say like, this is my relationship. So am I making my decisions based on like what I think, or based on like that voice in the mirror, or based on my friends. Like, am I secure in like my decision making? Like, that's why I think it's so cool that the show is called Insecure and needing all that validity in order to make a decision. So I like that message because we we it may not be a baby, um, in our relationship, but it's gonna always be something like understand that like it's gonna always be something mm-hmm. i really don't think it's no such thing even look at like me and you like we love each other but we both have things that probably annoy each other and it's like you have to see that in people and decide who's worth it to you but also other shit gotta be there like not to get into like the the Tristan and Chloe thing but like bro you can't be at uh, some level where you're like all right I ain't dealing with this
1: yeah like at this at some point where some people make mistakes and then some people just so I can hate you straight up
0: straight up straight up and I don't <laughs> think Lawrence was that but like I know like or you, I think I know now and I have never gone through it that like that situation really I would have forced myself to move on because <laughs> I, I wouldn't want the situation
1: yeah same I, and, just I
0: want it. and I wouldn't
1: be able to look at him um I just wouldn't be able to look at him and also like sorry I just like ooh I'm just thinking about his jaw I'm like mm, I just wanna knock you out um <laughs> but yeah I wouldn't be able to look at him and also like people was posting like their favorite um like not yeah they post like their favorite scenes like <laughs> or like okay. arguments on insecure and like he really called her a hoe <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean he she cheated, so you know, so it was a lot of like their relationships literally was so imperfect that I guess I can understand why it worked out for them to take take each other back. But I'm just like, I really this is probably my first time not to be dramatic. This is my first time publicly speaking about the internet insecure because. (laughs) felt like i didn't want to give it no attention like (laughs) i don't want to start making certain shit acceptable for myself personally like i just want to like keep my narrow-minded feelings about men who have children within my relationship because the moment you start being like yeah it could work is when shit like that start becoming acceptable it's like i feel like i'm manifesting it i don't want that for me but i do get the storyline like yeah same
1: I don't want and I don't care how old I am. Like I I don't ask for a lot. What I want is my own baby father. Yeah, come on. That's a non negotiable. That's, that's the the I feel like I see it happen for other people. I want it for me.
0: And at the very least, if you have a child, because you know we get older, we do, and you have to think about certain things. So if somebody has a child, it's fine, but could you not become a father while in a relationship with me? That's really like, ah. Like, that's where I feel like I don't know how I feel about that. Like, can you not become a father with somebody else while we're dating? Like, that's just what I want. And also, when you talk to women who really went through that, like Gabrielle Union, for example, they let you know that shit is damn near impossible to come back from. You gotta have a strong relationship if you do decide to take that on. I be feeling like a lot of people relationships don't be strong enough to take on like smaller issues. <laughs> yeah, mine I'm not, included with these men. Like, I'm like I barely I'm allowing you in right now. <laughs> like, you got one, you step on the back of my hill while I'm walking. I'm liable to be like, this is over. Yeah, oh my
1: God. and I'm definitely getting better with it.
0: Like, being what you know, did she say? Smart. He said he can still end up someone else's baby father if they don't stick with him. I don't really care. Wait, who said that? Eric wrote that in a group. chat. He just sent us something in the chat. He oh, said, wait. You'll mm-hmm. end up someone else's baby father if you don't stick with him. Oh, no. what the, is, that, that, is that a threat? What they got to do with me? Is that a threat? I don't care. <laughs> it's really about
1: what I want. <laughs> Yeah, and what I want is I just want to, like, this is so funny that, like, if once I get my kid, if, you know, (laughs) somebody else have a kid or, like, whatever, that's fine. I just want to have my shot, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm crying. Eric says, just saying, like, damn, bitch, back back off. But, no, like, it's, it's... I'm one of those people where, I ain't gonna lie, I don't really care about what people do once I move on from them if you decide to meet somebody and had a goddamn Brady Bunch and have a mixed family after me, that really is, I will 100% keep it in mind that like, it don't, how you act and really don't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, Like what you eat, don't make me, you know what? So it's just like, I've, I don't be thinking about, like, oh, is he, like, on some level, like, is he making that girl happy? But I'm able to, like, kind of talk myself out of that when what I want, my number one, like you said, Sabrina, I don't ask for much. But when my number one thing (laughs) is just, like, not being able to give to me, it's like, whatever you do next is just not, we just not in the stars for each other. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: that's how I feel, too. Like, once somebody don't give me what I want and not capable of giving me what I want... The appeal, like the rose colored glasses, like it comes off. Like, I'm just like,
0: it just, I wouldn't be, would I be happy? Like, would I be happy in a situation? I'd be trusting the universe. Like, I'd be trusting the universe, know my soul, know what I can take and what I can't take. Like, you ever say, God don't give do you nothing you can't handle? <laughs> God will not give me that because, you know, I, in my heart, how strongly I feel about it. I feel like Issa never thought that that could happen to her. Like, you know, whereas people, <laughs> girls like us who see that shit all the time, every day, like people, men absolutely having babies on them. For some of us, like it's been in our family. You grow up saying that's the number one thing you don't want is to have like you know, somebody you're with start a family with somebody else. Like, you know, that's something that it could be triggering based on like family history. Like for me, like, you know, full transparency, like my grandmom that happened, like my grandpa went and had two other kids and she left him. (laughs) Like she did. My grandma left him in like the seventies too. Like audit, and it was very hard for a single black woman back then. But her, like, it was a non-negotiable for her, and she's 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 stuck in it. That's why when people be like, our grandmas used to. I like, no, my grandma was a G. She didn't take that shit. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's how I feel. Like, I don't want that. Um, but the more I think about it, the um, the uh, <laughs> finale. And looking and seeing how Issa was i was like okay like i can definitely see that like i don't her character i didn't picture her having a kid of her own like i feel like that definitely worked for her it would have definitely my feelings would have been different if it wasn't the circumstance of like you know him having a baby basically on her um but again they were broken up
0: okay um no, I feel that, and I I get you, when I looked at her relationship and her interaction with that child, I didn't feel like, oh, she, she got a sad life. I'm like, oh my God, she got it all. Like, she found the way to make it work for yeah. her. Like, I, I really did feel like that. I think Insecure did it well. I just was thinking about, you know, like a show, just how you know it's a good show, it make you re- double back to your beliefs and be like, Oh, could I do this and then you you have to have that conversation like it makes you think about if you would do it and how come like mm-hmm. your standards and stuff.
1: Exactly. And for me um it would have definitely been a done bun. Um I don't think I would have been I don't it's not a matter of I wouldn't don't think I know I wouldn't have um been able to
0: pull through. No, I wouldn't have. But you know that was only one half of like the things that happened like i was wondering how the show was going end because it, it was getting to a point where i'm like it didn't feel um it didn't feel like the show was ending yeah like oh my god
1: yeah, I, just I just was like i just was like oh like I want, why would y'all leave me here? Like,
0: I want to see Kelly, baby. <laughs> I want to see Kelly, baby. No, that honestly was probably one of my favorite things that happened. Something about Kelly not wanting certain things and then just getting it so effortlessly. Because one thing about Kelly, she ain't sweating no at it <laughs> she Stop. Didn't. Stop. That made me very
1: emotional hearing her say, she was like, I never wanted them nigga kids, but I want this nigga
0: kid. Exactly, because that's how, it, that's why with certain people, like not to be like, oh, maybe you do want kids. I'm like, but one thing you got to think about is other people's kids ain't your kids. Your kid, it's just it's different when it's like, you know, yours. And I, I just love that Kelly said that. And I love that she really, enjoyed being single mm-hmm. and when she found somebody and it clicked and everything started working she's like no i didn't expect this but now i'm enjoying this so now i'm gonna rock this way like that's i feel like that's such a beautiful way to think about like just like life like sometimes you don't expect good things and they really do come because when i told
1: them niggas before i did not want them kids i don't like no no
0: way no it's a no, and you can have fun while you're single. Like you ain't <laughs> gotta be stressed the fuck out waiting for your man to come to send the other end. Kelly was getting to a bag. Like she was working at Molly's law firm, and she just, I just love how things ended for her. Like truly, truly, truly. My girlfriend asked me, she's like, "Did Tiffany's like ending? It's like, does she get a happy ending?" And I'm like, I think Tiffany never had a, a, a bad beginning. <laughs> Yeah, she didn't. Like Tiffany if her only plight is that she gotta live in Denver, then she good in a beautiful home in Denver, like she's fine.
1: Yeah. Uh she <laughs> was about to say, um, her wig though, uh oh, Tiffany
0: wig. Yeah, I didn't get that. Um, why would they choose to do that? Everybody <laughs> would snap. They snapped with the hairstyles in that episode. That's why I'm concerned. Like, why did they give her Liza Minnelli's wig? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even very much man dark that's i said bob
1: bob 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 <laughs> but yeah i don't know why they did that to her um justice for tiffany's hair but yeah i um kept again i want to see kelly's baby like can y'all just do so like-
0: cute yeah like can y'all do like a movie and like <laughs>
1: Like, five years. Also, just I'm checking. so happy for Molly. Was a bit upset that she had to lose her mom. Whoa. I was
0: like, what the fuck was that? Saria, please. What? What the fuck was that? That was your reaction when mom, the mom passed away? Yeah, because I was mad that she had to lose. I felt like she had to lose her mom to gain what she really wanted. Come on, she is a black woman. There's no way without. I'm just kidding. Um, But seriously, do be feeling like they're like, wow, why we gotta fight like hell to
1: get. I just was like, and also, that is such an, like, That also struck a nerve for me because I'm some well I how about say I'm preaching to the choir I'm not married I don't have kids right now I don't know when that's going to happen for me and I would like my parents to see it but I'm like yeah wait to fucking trigger me I mean not like I'm the only person that's watching the show but
0: but no I do feel like that that is one of my fears as well like feeling like damn the price to waiting is that a lot of the older people in your family won't get a chance to meet your kids and like all my Family members who are like teen parents—they all got to meet certain folks, and it's like, oh, yet yeah, another way that I feel punished for like waiting, you know, or being late to the game, whatever the case. Yeah, and it's just wild. Um, but no, I agree. Like, I was heartbroken, you know, when Molly's mom passed away. Um, but I do understand that this—that is life, you know. Like, there are times there's going to always be those give and take moments in life where something is going terrible but something else is going really great. And like when one thing goes, another person, another thing comes to life. So I do feel like, um, it was nice that Torian's, Torian and her relationship, like her relationship was her comfort zone when that happened, because that is how you know that somebody is worth marrying. Like when Mm -hmm. you feel, you feel that way. And Mm -hmm. it ended with a wedding it was beautiful i love that like through that ending at isa at molly's marriage at molly's wedding like you saw so many things one is that just because somebody is in a relationship when you're not like at a certain age, that's not to say who's going to get what first. You know, not mm-hmm. that it's a contest, but sometimes you can think that, like, oh, this person has been in a consistent relationship for, for five years and, you know, I don't have any prospects. Therefore, this person will get X, Y, Z before me. And it's like, look at Molly. It, it only took Molly that one relationship to get married, mm-hmm. where Issa's path was different, but both of them ended up with the person that they wanted just different times. So it's like, Important to focus on yourself, one. And two, Issa and Molly was the real true like love story. That was. Also, did you notice
1: that Issa had a ring on her finger when she
0: looked in the mirror? Yep. So it was that's what I'm saying. Like They both gonna be married. They both found they won. They both got what they wanted. But the journeys, the timelines, it just looked different. Yeah, exactly.
1: But I was so happy for Molly. But I will say, you know, despite Molly's mom passing away, um, Everybody got a happy ending. And I love that. Um, especially because um, sorry, we didn't get it for girlfriends.
0: So um <laughs> we didn't get it at all. We didn't get shit from girlfriends. <laughs> they, they really, they really need to just do something about that. Like
1: Netflix. That am listening. Me sick thinking about the finale of girlfriends. What it
0: didn't make any sense? Like Joan at that school reading a letter from she's like, he's coming back, and I'm like, all right. Cool and the show ended. Because right in their defense the writer strike, um no, but they shouldn't have never let an iconic they wouldn't let fucking friends go off like that. True, that's very true. I just feel like they didn't care. Like yeah, honestly. That
1: hurt me because Joan suffered. She suffered.
0: And her and Tony's <laughs> friendship just literally got Joan and Tony abused each other so much. And the, the least they could have done is like bring them back together, but I also know like the reason, like um. I'm forgetting the actual name that plays Tony. What's her name? Jill Marie Jones. Yes, Jill Marie Jones. Like, she didn't want to be on the show no more for like whatever reason. Like, she once her contract was up, she she'd be out. It's all it's
1: crazy how it's always the character that plays the um like the villain. I mean, like Samantha. I mean, would Samantha be considered a villain? Kind of like the bad girl, you know? Yeah, the bad girl is always like.
0: I think the same thing happened on Desperate Housewives. I think the woman who was like the villainous, like Person, she got like, she like didn't want to be part of it anymore. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, insecure, I'm ultimately just so happy uh that I got got a chance to witness that unfold in life and in, in real life. She changed the game. Um, mm-hmm. I 100 percent am just so thankful for Issa right Like her winning means so mm-hmm. much to me as again awkward black girl and insecure. Every, even the things that, like, I sound like I'm complaining about, that's just me saying, like, this show made me think. (laughs) Like, this show made me think and feel a lot. Exactly.
1: And it was just so refreshing. And to, like, just see the 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 stakes weren't that high like the suffering was minimal like yeah I, it was nice to see like black women like you know be successful and it wasn't like the fact that like you know they were like drowning in like you know xyz and like it was a relatable suffering like you know isa Rae Real started life, yeah yeah started hating her job it wasn't like police brutality Thank You gotta keep God. Cu- i'm just like you know i don't feel like that shit like i really don't at all um, and it wasn't that and i really am thankful for her bringing that on and not like you know doing no corny shit in the middle of the show just letting us have something where we could just like let our brains just like stop thinking you know
0: no that is that is i i'm so thankful so 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 thankful yeah um but you know the sad news is this is going off but euphoria is coming back yeah so let's see what that's about shake it up
1: like what's going on it just dawned on me that I'm 29 years old and the show takes place in
0: high school I was like uh But honestly so I've been thinking about this all the time like it takes place in a high school, and I'll be feeling weird. Like when I will be watching things like Gossip Girl, but I'm like, they not doing high school stuff for real. <laughs> they they, really I mean, not. on some level, yes, but I, I just be like, I wish that they was in college, but college don't give you the same dynamics as like being at home, but guys. also, or like I feel like
1: this is free game like do something like because I feel like people who like either go to who stay on campus or like go to like a community college I feel like they probably would have that kind of experience like getting into some some wild shit like that but any who um it's yeah, I just, yeah it's coming back um let's see what shenanigans they get into what I'm, I'm so scared I'm so
0: scared. I feel like the shenanigans, it'd it be so high risk. It'd be it shenanigans. It'd be like fentanyl and it'd be like Jules meeting men in an apartments. And what is Kat doing on the internet? And like Nate needs to stay away from her. Like is Nate, needs, Nate needs to stay away from so many women.
1: He needs to <laughs> stay away in general. That
0: is a scary dude. I feel like I'm waiting. For, like he's. I if I had to put it, huh? his dad did, huh? And his dad did. No, his dad the one that's uh was messing with Jules. I know, but I thought somebody killed him. Maybe I'm thinking of a Maybe, different. Show. Wait a minute. No, see the thing is, it's hard because this actor dies in Grey's Anatomy, so now I'm getting the storylines. Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> but now I'm getting <laughs> um storylines confused. But yeah, I was. I don't think he died. No, I don't think he died. I just think that. Um, okay, yeah,
1: the show isn't that. Is the show is gritty, but nobody's died yet. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel is,
0: like <laughs> Nate is given very much school shooter to me. Like I, I feel, feel like it, is. he's a ticking time bomb.
1: But you know what I do like the fact that he is conventionally attractive to some, and he's popular, no doubt about that. Um, well kept, clean cut, um, popular jock guy but he is like written as a school shooter basically and i'm like yeah "Yeah." i'm like that's he's like fighting hella demons and i'm like
0: that makes sense it really does make sense but that's what i feel like as black people we always thought about like some white men like that were really intense like that they i think from our perspective they've always been like Foreign, and we can like kind of see their weirdness a little bit more because they're not really as attractive to us, you know? Yeah, so it's like we don't see what everybody else be seeing. So I'm so happy that, like you said, they're actually shining a light on the fact that it really be these kids that everybody, like Ted Bundy, where everybody's like, he was so handsome, nobody would ever suspect him. I'm like, who oh, you would have never right. suspected him? I 100% would have suspected him. Mm-hmm. He, like, I, I just like that. Like, Nate is literally a walking just like again ticking time bomb and nobody really is picking it up mm-hmm. um so excited for you for you i don't know if you guys can tell some no watch <sighs> let's get into um some tea you know we're we gonna keep it short today mm-hmm. <laughs> kidding uh chloe <laughs> and tristan i the thing is and i said this earlier i said it on twitter
1: i really thought that like it's little stuff that men have done to me that my this nigga hate me like he want me dead like don't care about me and the stuff be so minuscule compared to what tristan thompson has done like this man like it's to the point where it's on some like joker type stuff like for real like you know how, like, the Joker just always fucking with Batman? Like, keep on fucking with him? Like, it's on that type of time. Like, he really hates her. He really hates her. And That's I'm his nemesis. Like, That's his
0: baby mom and his nemesis. It's crazy. I have question, though. Why him? Nobody knew Tristan Thompson Never before this. Him.
1: And if y'all ever... Do me a favor. Listen to that man talk. If y'all hear his voice... I would be like, "Are you serious?" Like, I would never let a man that sound like that. He's
0: a doofus. Yeah. Like he don't even. He's nothing suave about him. He's tall. This man
1: is six nine and a damn goofy.
0: He he really is just like I always say. Like sometimes you can just look at people and know, but like if you look at him and you hear him, it's it's like no but no woman who's like. Got some sense. It's gonna move <laughs> forward. I'm sorry. Like no one was. Like that's all I can say. But also, it's like I'm not blaming Chloe for this because, like, that's not how cheating works. That's not how stepping outside your marriage and you know having a baby on somebody work. Like it's a woman's fault. Like it's one hundred percent his fault. However. that's how y'all be getting y'all men like not just her like your whole family just decide like when you you want somebody to be your partner and when you're ready for somebody to be better than they were to their ex and Mm -hmm. think because you're a kardashian or because you're a jenner they're gonna move any differently it's like they're not Mm -hmm. this is a stone cold nigga like he is a nigga out here and he's not going to stop moving how he's gonna move he's trifling
1: exactly also like um was say, circling back um did we even say what he did I feel like, I feel like at this point, everybody know. All my right, dogs for- know. my The
0: cats know. the If you <laughs> f- listen to this four years later and you're like, wait, I don't know who the hell is Tristan Thompson because he <laughs> probably will be irrelevant by then. So, Tristan Thompson <laughs> confirms he is the father of a third baby and he apologized to Chloe. So, this one <laughs> woman by the name of I think Marley Mar- Mar- um, Nichols, she been saying shit in her story like, yeah... I'm not really asking for Tristan to do anything other than take care of his child. I would actually like to, you know, be left alone, but I kind of had to go public (laughs) in order for this to happen. My bad, Chloe, but yes, we did fuck, like, on your birthday weekend or something like that. I believe it was the birthday weekend. I believe it was something with Like a holiday, but he Jesus Pete. Don't quote me on that directly. It was something. (laughs) It was something. (laughs) It was something like that. Because I was just like, "What?" I'm so sorry. I shouldn't laugh because like (laughs) that's really messed up. It says in court documents, Thompson claimed he only communicated with Nicholas via Snapchat messages. The photo messaging app that automatically deletes messages based on sex only. So you got pregnant from Snapchat.
1: That is a nasty no. man. The fact that he was on Snapchat doing that. Because, like, who uses Snapchat anymore?
0: And are you wrong? Like, I feel like I ain't trying to be funny. It gets sad communicating on Snapchat when you're over 30. <laughs> I mean, you need to get off of the But today he said, Chloe, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve the heartache and humiliation I have caused you. You don't deserve the way I've treated you over the years. My actions certainly have not lined up with the way I view you. I have the utmost respect and love for you. Sorry. Uh, Regardless of what you may think, again, I am so incredibly sorry. And TMZ reported that he delivered true a bunch of roses uh, prior to the news break-in. Thanks okay thanks that this makes everything better but i just feel like humiliation is the word like and call me crazy but that's the feeling i feel like romance and humiliation should just not go together
1: but for some people they go hand in hand
0: and if it I... really show like they know <coughs> self-hate i'm sorry like i i'm not saying this in a way of like taking it lightly that people hate themselves i'm saying that they, this shows you in addition to like the other ways that she keeps tinkering with her body and photoshopping and stuff like that i think is a larger sign of just like where she feel how she feel about herself
1: also like let's again let's circle back let's go back the fact that she and i didn't realize how old um jordan woods was at the time she was like 1920 mm-hmm. you're a woman in your 30s and you beefing with a nineteen twenty year old um calling her a liar talking about some like people pulled up the tweet she literally said she broke up her family and mm-hmm. i'm like and this man took advantage of her because he she didn't want him he was on he was forcing himself on her and she was drunk and she was drunk so
0: he's a pervert um he's creep he's lunatic he, he's a creep and like like the thing is you really let this man back around like back into your family like i understand he's like your daughter's father so that relationship can't be severed no matter what but you really just gonna make make him who you want him to be despite him doing it but hold jordan 100 accountable
1: For messing up with him. That is sick. And also, like, she was so young, like, a child. Excuse me. I can't imagine, like, even at my age now, beefing with a 19 year old or a 20 year old. Like, what? No.
0: I can't imagine at my age really directing my anger publicly to the woman. Cause I just feel like at this point, we all should know, like, um, was that fucked up? That she knew that, you know, she knew me and she knew, yes, but. It's one hundred percent my man's fault. Like it's one hundred percent my man's fault when he cheats on me. Not the not the girl's fault. Yeah, and the thing is, she didn't want. She was petrified. Yeah, so or just like t- to publicly say you ruined my family. It's just like all right. I understand you maybe like being upset why you don't know the details because let's just say that that was the case, but you still don't say that nobody else ruined your family your family was ruined from the start and directing all that public anger to like (laughs) to just just her while forgiving him like you cannot be mad at her laying up with him i I just can't stress it enough
1: exactly and i'm like he is a he's a pervert he's a fiend for he just is just he's
0: a mess he is a mess and he don't love himself. Like in addition to like her, not like herself. I feel like a man who not only like self-destructs thing, good things, because like, say what you want. Like he just shut the fuck up. He could have been just like, like Chris's man, just, you know, being, having a sugar mama, (laughs) just being along for the ride, taking the pictures like that really could have been his life, but you're a self, self-sabotager publicly humiliating yourself. You put your kids in a position to have negative light shined on them when you do this. You now have been linked to kind of like starting families on two different women and which is just disgusting. And then you keep bringing in these child children like into the world. Cause like now you got a whole son that you got to raise <laughs> and him, he don't even get the benefit of being anything other than kind of like a shame.
1: When, um, I mean he's not gonna I don't think he's gonna raise that child but good luck he did
0: he said today paternity test uh, results reveal that I fathered a child with Marilyn <laughs> Nicholas I take full responsibility for my actions now that paternity has been established I look forward to amicably raising your, your son I sincerely apologize to everyone I hurt or disappointed throughout this ordeal both publicly and private not, imagine being that woman where your name is being d- dragged through the mud because he's lying saying that like He don't even know you. He never even met you. And you know damn well you (laughs) fuck this guy. Like, you know. That is
1: just so. (gasps) That is just so.
0: Somebody said a source confirmed to people that Chloe knew about the baby, but she knew about the baby, but hasn't known for long.
1: Just a bunch of goofies.
0: Well, I just hope that she moves on. That's all I got to say. Yeah, because I'm tired of, of hearing about this man. Leave us alone. Yeah. Like for second, your child don't be accepting this shit because then she start to see it and it becomes acceptable. There, like no, please, yeah, girl, and it's clownery. Is- He's terrible. He's terrible. You got your baby. You still rich. Like go.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, that's it for tea time this week. Let's get into this sunken place. Oh God, I'm like so annoyed just like thinking about the sunken place this week. Oh, so fresh and fit. It's a podcast, and if like I'm just fit finding out about this today, it's not mm-hmm. one that I've even heard about, and I'm sure they don't know about Black Brunch so be even. But still, like it's just not like one of the big ones from what I understand. Um, but Asian Doll walked off the set of Fresh and Fit after um the podcast host just flat out disrespected her. Um, so it was a confusing setup. But there's video. Is a video circulating around, and like Asian posted it and was just saying that she was so calm yesterday. This is a tweet. I was so calm yesterday because I knew that he was trying to do Mr. Freddie Cougar was <laughs> finna get beat down Elm street off camera. I'm thankful for the growth and self-control and I'm happy. I defended another black woman because he was treating her so bad. Uh, So that is attached to this clip of, um, age doll a group of girls and one girl is kind of like chattering off to the side and then like the one guy one of the hosts I guess this is fresh and fit he goes real like really intense school teacher like Like, think of
1: the creep think of the uh, incel you know
0: yeah but the the incel teacher like a person in a position of of like power and like you do something real small but they be like their reaction is like it's not that you don't have no point is that you treating this like i just like punch you in the face or something and mm-hmm. i didn't so when a girls had a side conversation and he was saying something like um you know can you you know can you please stop like talking uh i asked you this about you know the side conversation uh before i'm not going to tell you again blah 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 and Asian doll was just like, you mean, you know, that's, <laughs> how we, that's how we play like as black girls anyway, like, oh, you mean, this and the other and a guy is supposed to be like, I ain't mean. I'm just trying like, you know, you kind of have an opportunity to have a playful banter, but he was like, I'm not mean. Like, you know, you wouldn't know. Do you know what just walked in here? So don't come in here disrespecting the show and really, really got like super intense. And like Asian doll said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care about none of that what you're saying. And he was like, she can go. And eventually she did end up going. Yeah. I do appreciate in that time, like she said, she was defending another black woman. Um, and that there were people in the room telling the guy, like, no, nah, she ain't gotta go nowhere, this that, and the other. I Asian doll handled him. She like really fucking handled him. I'm really yeah. proud
1: of her. Me too, because I know that she can she really now she wanted them rap girls, that she about what she rap about. 100 uh, percent, and i'm very proud of her that she didn't go off on him because i don't know if i would have had the same restraint um because men in general make me like tick me off so like that i would have been like hey bring hair boy let me beat your ass but um <laughs> i'm very proud of her for like not giving him what he wanted because he wanted to he wanted to fight yeah, and he
0: was saying that she said something like, you you a mean-ass nigga. She's like, I didn't even say that because you're not a nigga. So why would I call you that? It's like, that's probably what you heard because you wanted to snap on somebody so bad. And like people like him who are, like you said, I'm sorry, he's given very much incel. And people who are incels, I really do feel like, they hate women so much that they start to forget that just because you hate somebody I don't mean you can disrespect them publicly because they really might get what you bet. And like the way she was telling him, she was like, I'm cool. He hot. Like he the one want need to calm down. Like he needs to relax. This guy was angry about something else. But mm-hmm. most importantly, when you invite somebody on your show, you go out your way to make them feel comfortable. Exactly. I don't care if they show up late. Right. I'm not saying that that may not be a negative experience. It may not tick you off. But once you decide to go on air with somebody, once you decide to invite them on the show, it is now, that's your job as a host. Just like you don't invite somebody to your home and make them uncomfortable and disrespect them. You don't invite somebody on your show and then make them uncomfortable and disrespect, disrespect them. So that makes me wonder, why do you people start podcasts if y'all hate folks? Why invite her as a guest in any capacity?
1: exactly and then she don't know tell something i don't even know who she is like i don't know who like
0: why she why talking
1: also why was there like eight people on the show
0: i hate the setup um and i'm really like i hate the uh the posses with people on podcasts also like i don't know if you heard but that girl ari was on that podcast um you know the girl don't call me white girl from philly i love her instagram comedian she's hilarious but ari was on the show and it was a clip floating around on Twitter just like a few weeks ago, and Ari said something like she liked when a nigga grabbed the gun and like pointing at her and stuff like that. Stop talking to certain people, right? Like, what what do y'all hope to gain from these podcasts? Like, I guess like sh- shout out to um, Don't Call Me White Girl because she she got a, a clip that was like buzzworthy enough for me to down know. Oh, she got a podcast. Let me check it out. But the girl Ari, it's like you walked away. With people knowing something about you that if you just kind of would have just been maybe on Twitter, like maybe they wouldn't have heard that. Like, so what are y'all thinking when y'all talk, and what are you thinking when you invite certain people? Like, what what be going through your mind?
1: Also, like, I don't care what she has to say. Like, I feel like what she she has nothing of value to say.
0: No, I'm sorry.
1: Like, she never. It's always birdie. She has nothing profound to say. (laughs) Um, It's always some like bullshit like i'm not surprised that she feels that way um at all no i'm not surprised at all
0: it perpetuates these stereotypes and people really look these young girls really look up to her they think that shit is cute like oh my god pull out a gun on me to show me how much she cares i know people who are impressionable enough to find shit like that cute in the way women be dying black women i'm like no that shouldn't be even a bit of a joke (laughs) It and should all. not be a bit of a joke. Like I don't, I'm not. I, don't, I know that some people may be like, "Oh, you're taking it too seriously." It's like, yeah, because that's the proper reaction to certain things. Like that's what we need to like get on the same page about. But no, um, I am proud of Asian Dolls. Get back to like, you know, the actual sunken place situation. I know that the other guy's career isn't going to go in the trash, but I'm happy he showed who he was. And for people who really respect Black women, like, you shouldn't be on that show. I did see, like, a few people who I'm not necessarily going to name, like, D.C. Young Fly. Um, <laughs> I just named them, But D.C. Young Fly was like, um, I won't be going on this. Or he said something like, yeah, invite me on that show and see if you talk to me like that or something like that. But I'm like, that's the energy I want people to have when a black woman is disrespectful. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's true.
1: I agree with him. Yeah, that's I agree because he I up. And you know what's crazy? Somebody posted a clip under that of him and the other co-hosts and the other co-host was like the one with the fucking glasses was like um i don't you know i don't date black women because they're like red and all that stuff and they had a black girl on there and he was like see you different you like you're different she was like oh thank you just dumb
0: Nope, nope, nope. So but they like already, so
1: they already was. I feel like that was the anger that was in the room. The fact that they, they like we got all these black women in here, like they, they don't know how to
0: act and they disrespectful and showing up late.
1: Exactly. Like sorry, she was having side conversations because it's like forty fucking mics in there.
0: Yeah, and you don't. And if somebody is new to podcasting, they really may not know that all them conversations. It's like a whole new thing when you first get in front of that mic. You think that that whisper. Nobody going to understand it. And sometimes you may not know, like, everybody headphones picking up everything. Like, sometimes I turn my air conditioning on. You back like, what was that? So you can hear side conversations. But it don't matter. That's not no, you don't snap on nobody on your show. That You just you just don't do that as a host. You don't do that. Exactly. So to hell with them, I can go back now to pretending as if I don't know about that podcast even harder than I did, you know, before today. hmm let's get into this common sense sis segment. So, you know, back to the new year, back to the new us. And it's a time of heavy reflection. Like I love that about the end of the year and the beginning of the year, it's just like clockwork. My, my brain knows what to like think about, like habits to purge and stuff like that. And it's like so many of my friends, like we all on the same page. So me and Sabrina recently been talking about like certain habits we starting to realize that used to make us like decent in some spaces, actually make us fail in other spaces and like how to unpack that. So we just wanted to talk about that. Like, how do you know, like maybe a certain skill, maybe a certain attitude, maybe a certain energy kept you safe, kept you thriving in one area of your life. But then you start to level up and start being like, oh shit, this skill set now can no longer carry me. And like this aspect, like you can't just take one skill and apply it to every area of your life. Mm-hmm. So we just want to get into that situation more and talk about like what brought us here. Like what was the defining moment that you realized like a trait just didn't carry over?
1: Um. So the phrase, I would say class, has everybody heard the phrase Fight or flight. Um, I'm pretty sure um, y'all have. And I tend to uh, flight. Like if something makes me uncomfortable anywhere um like for instance a job um like i was um i've told the story multiple times how i got to like my last job is because i was at another job and i was in the back of the classroom and i was literally applying to a job and i was like i have to get out of here like i'm uncomfortable i'm not making as much money as i want to i have to go and then at my other job um i had like got let go but i had you know found a job as soon as um i got let go from that one and bam like so my i guess the word like tenacity to um not stay in a situation where i'm like okay this is not working for me i have to go let me leave i'm not even going to try to work this out i'm not going to try to argue it through i'm going to just leave um yeah. i tend to do that a lot with um with jobs um and i had carried that on to relationships and and it's not like I'm looking back like, oh, like I regret letting because all the people that I have run away from to say um, deserved it. But when you meet somebody that you actually care about and you want to be with, you have to um, sometimes you have to fight and not like physically fight, but like be there like, OK, this is a situation where, you know, I may have got annoyed by something. So I'm, I'll stick it out or whatever. We'll talk about it. You know, that um, that energy to just be like, I'm out of here. It's not going to work in a romantic relationship. It's not realistic in a romantic relationship and a friendship that you really want. And it's, you know, not fair, you know, um, because you should give people you care about, um, you know, a chance, especially if it's something that's not that big. And for me, that attitude like protected me. Um, in a sense, because I'm like, okay, if I'm always like thinking ahead or like if I'm always ready to go, I can't get hurt because I don't feel like I, I guess it's um for instance with jobs, like I never felt home because I'm always ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that way, I take nothing personal because this is not my home. I can leave. Yeah. And I feel like it's okay to have um that uh, feeling towards like you know work and stuff like that but when it comes to relationships that is just not a good way to think yeah. um, because at a certain point you're gonna have to face the music <laughs> like you're gonna you can't just keep on running away from uncomfortable situations or um, conflict and things like that Um, it doesn't even make sense in terms of relationships when you think about it when it comes to capitalism and stuff like that oh it does make sense like it's dog eat dog like you know but like when it comes to relationship you can't think of people like corporations and um i have to admit that i was a bit thinking of people like corporations i was having the same attitude i had towards um the system um and reflecting that um towards people um which it uh I was like, yeah, you can't do that, especially when you care about people. Like, this is not a job everything's not a job interview or like a test of who's the hardest worker. Like, you come on now, you have to think with some feelings, like not be typical. Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, everything can't be like robo. Also, like the I think the skill kept you safe from their relationships too. Like knowing when to like flight keeps you. It really is like a superpower when the relationship really is not worth anything. Like it's a superpower, but then it becomes like the kryptonite when like things are worth fighting for it because it's like I'm more used to like flighting. Like it's just mm-hmm. something. And then you start to have to like remeasure like what is um worth flighting and what isn't. Like you start to have to relearn what is acceptable to you because like you just be used to responding in one way Mm -hmm. I agree yeah I totally feel that and I think that like that's something we agree on like as our throughout our whole friendship like I never forget that time we was on the train together and somebody started acting real crazy (laughs) so I took my notepad out and I wrote like do you want to leave? Cause you know, you can't speak that out loud. So like, you know, I wrote in my notepad and when I went to go show it to Sabrina, she had her notepad open writing the same thing. <laughs> and we looked at it, I was like, my bitch, like, yes, I'm happy. You be peeping shit and you know when to go. Like we both be like, nah, like let's not deal with that because you feel like it's a 100% chance that you can't hurt me if I go. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'll be feeling that way with people too. Like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with hurt, but it's like, I have to become a little bit like more open, which is kind of, you know, one of the things that I want to think about, but for me, my skill, um, or something that was a skill is like being likable and like doing things to perfection. Like I've been unpacking this a lot and I really do try to do things to perfection because, um, I have been taught to be that way. Like I have really had like a dad who was great, but he was a disciplinarian. Like he didn't take no shit and everything he says, be making sense about work. You know, like if somebody give you $25 worth, if somebody pay you $20 an hour, the simplest way to not hear no shit is to give them $25 worth of work, do your job, do it well, and you'll have everything you want. And, you know, make sure you just on top of your shit, like keep it simple and do what you have to do. And with that, I've also learned that the way to like make it ahead is like the winning formula is not just being good at your job but also being likable and making the experience enjoyable. Why would somebody not want to be in a room with you when you do your job well and you do it perfectly? But that's a very surface level relationship, you know, and you start to then design your personality because you are rewarded financially. And that's like such a capitalistic way that like, you know, money and stuff like that penetrates people's mind because (coughs) you start making your core personality traits what will get you more money versus (coughs) Maybe valuing, like, what would get you the strongest relationships instead. So for me, I start realizing that, like, wanting to be perfect in relationships, not like having, you know, not wanting to be a pleaser in relationships, actually isn't always right. You end up kind of being manipulative in a way. And we all know I can admit to being manipulative. (laughs) I'm very good at it. But like, when it comes to things that you really, really want, you should want them to feel authentic. You shouldn't want to manipulate the situation or the person to be loved. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like, you know what, what does that say about me? Like, (laughs) i feel like you know if i ain't perfect maybe people won't be around maybe they won't stay like maybe they won't stick around and that's like a real you know the band-aids that really hurt like they grab your hair (laughs) and shit that feel like that joint being ripped off when i think about that like oh when i'm not perfect who's gonna stick around but you know you i start feeling validation and like my like you know i'm not perfect you still around my family know I'm not perfect. They're still around. And just kind of combating the stories in my head and just being like, the, the only way that you're going to be successful in relationships is if you are authentic. Because real do recognize real. Like, you can't get real <laughs> not being real. Exactly. So, I have to be more real this year. I was talking to my girlfriend about this because she's actually really good at being like herself all the time. I really admire it. Like, she's just very, like, she don't give a fuck, like, how things sound. Like, she was telling me, like, a guy gotta know if he with me, like, some days I ain't gonna shower. Like, it's cool. And I'm just like... (laughs) Wow. Like I'd be the type of person that's like, did I do my two-step moisture like on my body? Like, did I dry like fully? I'm just that person because it's all about painting a picture. But my friend is like, fuck that. Like, and I still be having men all the time.
1: I be doing that too sometimes. I'll be like, right?
0: Like, oh, my legs, sometimes they be ashy. Yeah. And it's like, all right, there are certain things that I really feel like I may, I really may not do that because I don't want to. But the time where my legs is ashy, cause it's going to come a time. Like <laughs> I can't feel like that's going to end the relationship. That should not be like a relationship ender unless somebody <laughs> don't like you. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like that's just it. Like if that, if that really ends your relationship, that person do not love you. And she was just talking to me like about like, you know, when you like, say you in a car with somebody and then this person like do something, like they start singing along to the song. Like they kind of break character a little bit. She's a like, high make you feel. I was like, it makes me feel relaxed. She's like, exactly. So you feel relaxed when other people relax. That's why relaxing is a good thing. Like when people get to just, has somebody they could just let loose and be like a person around and i'm like me feeling like a fucking robot i'm like i see i see this data is very like, interesting. <laughs> so i told her that like i was like my goal for this year 2022 <laughs> like my theme song is fuck it mask off <laughs> yeah no for real it's so
1: much fun because like that's another thing i feel when i can't let loose around people i feel so uncomfortable and i'm like i feel like cuz there's some people that you're around that it's like if i i feel like if i show my human side you're going to be like ooh that's unattractive and i don't like that yeah. like at all like that is just so like i don't like i want you to be able to tell me something uh and be like oh like you know oh your fart stink or something like that and then that that's not a deal <coughs> breaker
0: Yeah. And I'm like actually a really easygoing person. So I got to think like me, like it's not, there are some things that like people do that do annoy me and piss me off. I'm not going to accept, like say you're real filthy, like you dirty as hell. Yeah. We probably ain't going to get along, but most people have basic decency. Like I'm not like, you know, a a neat freak to the point where like everything got to be polished. So I'm like, long as you're somewhat sanitary, somewhat like normal, we can go like I I can 100% deal with you. Even if I'm annoyed with you, I'll like ride it out. So I got to trust that people will do that same thing for me. And it's not just romance. Like it don't be just that it be even like, can my friendships go deeper? Can I go, you know, have even more authentic connections with my mom, with my family member, because that's what life is about is connecting. So if I can connect better then like, I will, You know, if I can, you know, that's the growth Mm -hmm. and everything. So that's just a skill set that I, I'm not going to throw away because that's the next thing. Like, how do you compartmentalize this? You can't, that, that, that flight that you have and this like need to be like the best that I have, like those are all, you know, traits that are going to serve us well in other areas of our life. Like you're not going to take no bullshit. That's going to really, this is why you don't be dealing with certain situations because you ain't going to deal with it. Like you're going to peace out. The moment shit start feeling um, in a ways that test your boundaries too much and you mm-hmm. know that about yourself. And I just feel like, how how do you compartmentalize it?
1: So um, for me, uh, <laughs> I did kind of mess up um, <laughs> and I almost caved into it. but um it was helpful because I was talked down and I was um you know it didn't end in an argument it was like I explained myself I said out loud why I do it and saying it out loud made me realize that you have to stop this because to me in my mind it didn't I, I never it's crazy because like I never want to cause a scene and in my mind getting up and le- and like when I say getting up and leave like I physically leave like I'll physically leave. I've been doing this since college like if my friends was getting on my nerves at a party now I will physically leave without saying anything. Um it's not an s- expression like I will literally leave. <laughs> um and saying it out loud in my mind is not dramatic like it it was it wasn't dramatic what I was doing was like very quiet like very but like when you say it out loud it is very dramatic it's very like attention seeking almost and that is like my worst fear I do not want to be seen as attention seeking like I'm in my mind I thought that I it wasn't because I was being quiet but yeah. kind of is so saying it out loud and realizing that you can't do stuff like that and like being more comfortable with like talking and being like you know i did this because you did this like whatever made me like it was like a reality check like yeah. okay you need to stop doing that like you need to stay the course and uh speak
0: up because you can't keep on doing it like like come on now yeah what the hell? That's sometimes it take that, like, for somebody letting you know this shit is abnormal for you to go, like, oh, like I get it, like I really do get it damn But like, how do you compartmentalize it? Like, how do you tell yourself, like, all right, I'm a, I, I know that I can still fight, but I'm just going to hush that up. Like, how do you tell yourself you're going to hush it up?
1: So now I started thinking about the future, like, if I give up, if I stop. What will, like, what will happen? Like, there's something good that can come out of this. And if I just give up on it now, I won't be able to see it.
0: Yeah, and you'll miss out on a lesson, too, when you when you run away out of fear or out of, like, not maybe realizing, like, that people care when you leave. Like, people do care when you leave. Like, you may think it's silent, but it's actually not, you know? So it's, like, really cool to, like you say, stick around and and not leave wondering, you know? Exactly. So yeah, just stay in the course. That's what I another thing I have to do. How about you? Um <laughs> for me, I just put that like I trust that I'm going to do a good job at everything I do and I don't have to keep it in the forefront and like just haze myself all the time. <laughs> like I don't have to do that <laughs> all the time. Like I need to now look I have a resume at this point and I'm proud of it. And I can trust that when it's time for me to bring that person out, like that disciplinarian person to achieve my goals, like I can do that. Like I'm going to do that when it comes to the gym. Yes. I'm going to be on top of myself. I'm going to be on top of myself when it comes to my job, on top of myself, when it comes to this podcast, on top of myself, when it comes to saving and aggressive goals like that, but I'm going to keep that shit out of relationships. Mm -hmm. 100%. I am taking a responsibility all for myself. It is not my goal just to, you know, it's it's not my place in the world to make everything better, Mm -hmm. literally. Sometimes it's just my place in the world just to experience and, you know, check out what's going on and be flawed Mm -hmm. and not be useful. Because I, like, my, my girlfriend was... Tell me to unpack that. Like stop always trying to be useful as a black woman. Like you don't have to be useful. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you just can be like happy. You can just exist and that's not a crime. You're not doing it's not a crime against humanity to just not want to be useful to anyone else and just be present in your relationships and just see how life goes. So that's how I'm doing it. Like I'm literally only keeping that energy to work and I'm really trying to just retrain my brain to be like a different human. well that's it for the show guys let us know what are some habits you realize don't transfer in other places Um, make sure you follow us on the social medias okay follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch you can follow us on Twitter BLK Girl Brunch you can find me on Instagram at yeah Find me on Twitter, it's Matthias Brink. You can find me at
1: Frankenfilm underscore on Twitter, and it's Frankenfilm on Instagram. All right, guys, that's the show. Happy New Year! Bye!